Dear friends, I'm Shanice J, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to Love Her Will, the new voice of willpower. I'm so excited to introduce an inspiration, Ms. Candace Schofield. Candace is a, um, is a learning and development specialist where she designs and develops e-learning content for global sales teams. At the age of 32, she was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer and underwent chemo and surgery and is now undertaking radiation. In the midst of her treatment, her faith in God and surrounding herself with family and friends was how she found her strength. She's a strong believer in keeping focus on the positive things in life and maintain mental fit fitness. In her spare time, she enjoys experimenting with recipes, watching crime shows, and reading about historical women. Candace is a graduate of North Carolina A&T, Go Aggies, State <laughs> University, and Purdue University, and currently resides in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you so much, Candace, for being here today. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me, Shanice. I am doing well, doing well. Well, great. You look you look exquisite today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to cook? My favorite thing to cook? Oh, I'm not sure if I have a favorite thing, but I do um, enjoy kind of like the shrimp fried rice. Okay. Yes. That so, sounds real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of, that's talent right there. So if you can make that at home, there's no need to call a Chinese restaurant to- Absolutely. <laughs> rice. Just call Candace, y'all. Just call Candace. <laughs> and she has you. You might have to do a little uh, tutorial for cooking. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that would be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> well- that you were here and that you were willing to share your breast cancer journey with us today. Um, how were, you know, how did you discover your breast cancer? That's probably one of the most popular conversations because you're so young, you're only 32. So how did you discover your breast cancer? Um, I discovered it through a self breast examination, actually. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I was doing that around that time was because I knew of um, other women around my age that were unfortunately diagnosed um, with breast cancer. Um, so it just became a habit um, for a few years just to do um, that monthly breast exam. That's very highly suggested. Um, and as a result, um, I just noticed a lump that wasn't on the other breast. So I'm like, this doesn't feel right. right. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I went to the doctor to have that exam and they felt that same lump that I was feeling. But unfortunately the doctor that I went to, um, mm -hmm. said that there was nothing to worry about. Wow. 
um, and that things like this happen, especially around a woman's menstrual cycle. So I had a good feeling to go and get further testing. Um, I went to go have a biopsy done and everything. And that's when they unfortunately discovered that it was um, breast cancer. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what? Um, I've heard it so many times. And even with my own story, the doctors telling us, don't worry about it. It's not breast cancer. It's not cancer at all. You know, you're young. You're supposed to get lumps in your breasts. And I'm, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Absolutely. Like, lumpy breasts are normal. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just and as you can see, what right? Was the, what, how many months was it before you were able to finally get that biopsy to um, get it checked out? Was it soon after meeting with that one doctor you were able to get checked out? Yeah, it was soon after that because I asked her to refer me um, to a specialist who was able to do that type of exam. Um, so it was maybe not even a month after that I was able um, to get in and get tested for that. So that was very fortunate. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I can't. That, that's Yeah, you're very fortunate that they, they re um, recommend you to a specialist because how can you... I mean, as, as a doctor, that's your job to figure out what's going on, not to tell me that it's not something, but to discover and investigate, you know, that's your job. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to have that trust in healthcare professionals, you know, you want to think, you know, they know what's best. They've done this before, right. but unfortunately that's not always um, the case. So, right. Yeah. Wow. What were your emotions when you were in the office, in the oncology office, were you in the oncology department when you found out about breast cancer? Um, well, because of COVID, they gave me a call when I was at home. Oh so I was technically in the office. Um, so they called me with the results from the biopsy. Mm -hmm. And I was working from home at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, here it is. My mind is already expecting the worst. I'm trying to mentally prepare myself. Yeah. Um, and I thought that I was mentally prepared for the worst, but I was not. I just, they told me the results. They told me how common it was um, and what the diagnosis was. It was stage two breast cancer. Yeah. Um, and I just broke down crying. Like I, there was, I don't think there's any type of preparation for hearing that type of news, you know? It isn't. It isn't. Did they say it was common? Is that what you just said? They said that it was the most common type of breast cancer. Mm. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't make it any better. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. Wow. It does. yeah. And I can't imagine hearing news like that over the phone. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And abso just being kind of siloed, you're not able to really venture out and be with family or friends. They can't come to your doctor's appointments or anything with you, of course, because of uh, the pandemic that we're in. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I was very, <laughs> it was a little lonely, yeah. uh, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, how did you feel getting that news alone and then having to go to your first chemotherapy treatment? What were your, th your thoughts that day as you were going up to the hospital to start treatment? Well, for me, my image and depiction of cancer came from movies, TV shows. Like, it's just overwhelmingly sad and painful and just, you, you just, there's not really 
much positivity of resources and mm-hmm. um, things like that seen in the media or um, things like that in TV shows and movies. So right. I just felt sad and unfortunately depressed probably <laughs> like yeah. here's the journey where we have to start and um, always in the back of my mind, what if this happens? What if I don't re- receive the treatment? What if I have a reaction to it? Um, just a bunch of what ifs basically yeah my mind is just what at that time was constantly racing about what ifs so oh my gosh I can only I can really only imagine um just being there you know by yourself and just having all those emotions you know did you call any family how did how did you occupy your your time you know your time while you were there to kind of try to try to get out of that lonely feeling and you know sad mood was there anything anything that you did that worked um, listening to inspirational music helped out a lot. Um, keeping my mind focused on things that are positive, um, looking at old pictures pre-COVID when I used to travel and things like that, you know, um, just kind of keeping my mind on, you know, what can happen if you do get through this, everything goes as planned, you know, um, there's always a plus side, you know, um, versus negative thinking. So I tried to keep my mind focused on that um, through inspirational music. Um, sometimes I would call friends or video chat with friends Yeah. Um, during that time. Um, and sometimes um, I would even work and <laughs> bring my laptop, wow. yeah. keep my mind focused, um, you know, just to maintain some type of normalcy in my right. life. And, that, and that's usually the goal with breast cancer is, and the reason why we say to maintain normalcy is because breast cancer just interrupts your life so much it changes the way you feel it changes the way you look and the way even the way you think at times um it wow it just really just it just really um interrupts your life like I said um uh and I think it's just amazing that you're working through all this like at this point how are you feeling about your journey now that it's been a couple of months how have, how have you been feeling? Right now, I feel fearless, to be honest with okay. you. Um, this experience really strengthened me in ways. Um, I found strength that I didn't even know I had that uh, clearly came from God. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> because like you said, it can really be a mental struggle, a mental challenge. Um, Aside from the physical ailments I was feeling throughout chemo, um, the mental challenge was, I would say, a bigger struggle than the physical that I was feeling at the time. Um, Because like I said, just a lot of anxieties. What if this happens? What if they find this? You know, just just um, those mental constraints that are thought about um, each and every time. But going through that experience, you know, having that support with family and friends, um, knowing how to maintain um, that self-care throughout the process, right. um, checking in with myself, Candace, you're okay. It's okay to ask for help. You have yeah. a support system. You're not in this alone. Right. Um, just keeping my mind on those things really um, helped out a lot. And as a result, it's like, here I am. I made it through right. this. Yes. <laughs> I feel stronger. I feel more empowered. Um, I feel more vocal. I'm not really ashamed of the process. I want to bring light to this for other young women who may be going through the same thing. So 
Um, it's definitely a fearless, strengthening feeling. Right. Good. I'm so happy to hear that that you're able to get that you were able to get to this point um, because it's a journey. It really is. Um, and are you? Do you live alone? Are you? Do you have any um, children or or a loved one? No, no children, not married. I do have a dog and a cat. <laughs> That's good. Our <laughs> babies, yes. But I do have a boyfriend who has been super, super duper supportive throughout this whole wonderful. process. That's and, wonderful. Uh, he's really been very encouraging, supportive, um, just looking out for my best interests. Right. Yeah. So I'm very lucky um, to have him close by. Right. That's so good. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, so what do you think um, contributed to your breast cancer? Um, for any me, thoughts? Yeah. Um, for me, unfortunately, I had a family history of it. So I think that was one thing that contributed to it. Um, unfortunately, on my father's side, there was some history of breast cancer with the women in my family. Right. Um, and think another factor of that was how I took my approach with health and wellness, lack of um, physical activity and adequate nutrition probably contributed to that as well. Um, so as a result, I can't control my history, of course, right. but what I can control is my uh, physical well-being and my wellness. Right. Um, so now I've been trying to stay more active, watching what I eat, watching what I ingest in my body, That's good. Um, being more cautious and aware of that. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And did that, were you cooking before or did this journey kind of stir up a, a chef in you? <laughs> or oh yeah. Cooking has been a hobby for me for a very long time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've always liked to cook and experiment. Um, okay. But now just experimenting, experimenting with more healthier options. So right. So, That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, so far, what do you think has been your biggest help during this process, during this journey? Your my biggest help during this journey was getting out of my own way. And mm -hmm. by that, I mean... Um, breaking down this construct of me being this superwoman. I don't need any help. I'm independent. I can do this by myself. No one's really going to listen to me. Who wants to listen to me vent? So yeah. getting those things out of my own way, actually going to people to say, you know what? I just need someone to listen to me right now. I'm not feeling good today. Yeah. Um, or just asking for help um, from anybody, from family, from friends um, and everything. Knowing when to take a break, Candace is okay to relax. Right. <laughs> a superwoman also know also means knowing your limits and what you're capable of. So just taking that time for self-care and reflection um, right. has really been a major help for me. Right. And it's and it's so important. Um, and I I can contest to being that independent. You don't need no more, you don't need no help. And it's not like you're really thinking that you don't need any help. It's more so I can do it. So why am I going to ask someone else to do it? Even though, yeah, even though I'm feeling tired, I'm exhausted, but you know, I still have a little energy to cook something or I still have a little energy to get to the store. So why would I call someone across town to get to do those things for me? And so it's really more so that mindset 
more than, hey, I could do it all by myself, you know, am, yeah. I, am I right? <laughs> yeah. So um, I can definitely attest to that because I live alone too as well. So I understand, you know, that loneliness and that sense of independency that people see and they're like, well, let me help you. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to ask for. Did you think, you, did you struggle with that? Not knowing what help to ask for? Absolutely. <laughs> Another aspect is I don't like being a burden to people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to be a burden. They're probably busy, yeah. you know, just, just ignorant to the fact that it's okay to ask for help. Like there are people out here that really want to support you and help you and genuine about that. So um, it took me a little moment to realize that, but once I started asking um, for help and I realized what a relief it brought <laughs> mm -hmm. that I'm not out here by myself. I'm not alone. Right. Uh, you have a strong support system. Yeah. Uh, it just opened up um, doors for me, like just yeah. allow me just to relax and relieving that anxiety, those anxieties. So right. it's such a relief. It really is. And in a sense, did you feel like breast cancer almost took your voice to be able to be vocal about, you know, what you needed? So not only did your independency have a part of, took a part in it, but was it more so like the breast cancer? Just maybe feeling, did you feel a little ashamed about it in the beginning? Um, I wouldn't say I felt ashamed. I just felt like shocked, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Like, what happens? Like, I, I didn't feel the need to hide um, what I was going through. Yeah. I felt the need to hide um, the pain that I felt wow. for along that journey um, and hiding my feelings and not really um, letting that to be relieved or released. Um, yeah. um, but no, I don't, I can't say that I really felt ashamed of the, the journey, mm -hmm. um, but definitely hiding um, that need to seek help from others. Yeah. Yeah. I, that. yeah, I can understand that. So I have a question about willpower because it seems like you have a lot of willpower. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what does willpower mean to you? And how, how are you able to connect to that and just be able to say, get to this point like, hey, I'm a fearless fighter. I'm going to beat this. You know, um, I'm just empowered. How did you get to that point? Absolutely. Well, going through that chemo kicked my behind. So I will say that throughout this journey, my lowest point was near the end of my chemo, um, near the, um, the ending of those last few rounds of chemo. Um, and during that time, it's like, I didn't want to get up, wake up and go to work or work from home. I didn't want to eat hardly. Like I just lost that that oomph, that ambition, that drive to carry on, you know, the daily task of living. Right. Um, and I just thought to myself, what else am I supposed to do? Like, am I just going to sit here and, you know, just waste my yeah. life, the breath of life that God is still giving me, right. or am I just going to sit here and defeat it, you know? Yeah. Um, so during the, during that low time in my life, I just decided I can't stay defeated. Like I do have a choice. I do have the I'm still here, yeah. uh, so I might as well live life to my to the fullest. So um, 
that inner drive to think of future good things to come, um, being a testimony for others, connecting mm -hmm. other um, survivors in the breast cancer communities and everything really gave me that um, inner drive mm -hmm. to keep going. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And, it, and I can say that the same for me. Um, the biggest thing is like, it's a shock because you're, you're young. Like, hey, I'm in my early 30s. You only hear about people getting breast cancer in their 50s or older. Um, you don't really hear too much about the younger generation getting breast cancer. And that's the point of this platform is to let people know that, yeah, young women, especially young women of color, are getting breast cancer. Um, it's here. And we're, we're struggling with it at the beginning. We need, we need a support. Team. We need other women that are going through what we're going through so we can spill out all, you know, our hearts to each other and that person gets it. Um, our family and friends, they're a great support system, but it's really, they don't understand. And it's, and it's not their fault that they don't understand. It's just that you really don't understand this journey unless you've been through it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and another, I want to talk about, um, I didn't send you this question, but I want to talk about something a little sensitive. When you were told about, um, as, far as, as far as your reproductive system, was that damaged during chemotherapy? Are you able to be able to give birth to children later in life if you want to? I'm not sure of that question yet, but I do know that prior to chemo, I opted to do um, the... I believe it's the oocyte retrieval mm -hmm. procedures before that, just as a precautionary. Yeah. Um, and I also opted for um, medication okay. to um, protect my reproductive system during chemo. That's so good. I did those two things. Yeah. Um, I would hope that's even still, although it's not guaranteed, I would hope my um, reproductive system was not impacted by the chemotherapy treatment um, because I do want to have children uh, first one day. Um, so I'm, fingers crossed. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. With that. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I bet um, that process for me was a little, I was a little nervous about that process too, as well. And so, cause you're, I mean, there's so many big decisions that you have to make, you know, um, mastectomy, do I let them take away my breasts? Do I keep them and have the risk of keeping them? You know, do I take, you know, save my eggs or do I risk, you know, losing that? So there's, there's a lot of big decisions that you had to make during this journey. Um, did you feel like you had any time to make those decisions or was it kind of rushed? <laughs> it felt, everything felt rushed, of course, because they they said the way um, I work with the healthcare professionals, you know, they set you up as soon as possible to get testing done, to make sure your heart is fit, to undergo this type of treatment, all these tests and um, loops to jump through and everything, everything just seemed to happen like back to back to back. So it's like you're faced with these big life decisions yeah. that can impact you in years to come. And you only have maybe a few days to make these decisions. Right. And everything. So that was very uh, stressful in itself. Yeah. Uh, just trying not to overthink <laughs> and everything. Right. You know? 
try to do what's best, you know, for you. Um, so yeah, I did feel very rushed and it was just a lot to plan for and go through at that time prior to being right. It really is. Um, and I don't really, I understand why they have the urgency, but in a sense, I don't understand it because I'm like, I can't get a week to think about this. Right. Yeah. It's like right in the moment they're like, Hey, you got to have a mastectomy. Do you want to just do the side that they have the cancer on? Or do you want to do both? You know, um, and then how was that moment for you when you had that for surgery? Um, how was that going through that process, recovering from um, mastectomy? Yeah, so um, I had asked my surgeon, uh, like, what's the difference? Do I need a lumpectomy where they just take out a piece of tissue around that infected area? Or do I need a mastectomy, um, removal of both breasts? And she was right. like, um, well, in your case, it's not going to make that much of a difference with the treatment plan mm-hmm. that we have for you. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And she showed me some research and everything like that. Okay. Um, so after that discussion, I opted, um, well, they suggested to do just the lumpectomy okay. uh, to remove that infected tissue um, after chemo. Okay. Uh, so that's what um, the procedure I had just a few weeks ago. Um, and that process was not nearly as bad as going through the chemo, I must say. That chemo was rough. It was actually a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm so glad that you, I mean, you, you don't look like you just had surgery. I mean, you're glowing <laughs> and you look phenomenal. So <laughs> thank you. Thank so I'm so glad that process wasn't as, you know, as bad as the chemotherapy. Um, did you have the, I remember having this one chemotherapy that um, that was red. Did you have that? They call it. Um, it's red. It goes in red and it comes out red, and and then it makes you feel like you have pins and needles all over your body. Mm-mm. I okay. haven't heard of that, but I did. Uh, I still have like neuropathy in my hands and feet. Yeah. 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 So it's slowly but surely getting better. It's just taking its time. But yeah, I, st- yeah. I still have kind of neuropathy feeling. Yeah. yeah. Does it bother you when you, are you still working at this time? Yes, I'm it's still working. But it doesn't bother me too much. It doesn't prevent me from doing a uh, daily task of living or anything, but it's just still there. It just feels weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's so great. I'm, that's so great that you're still working through all of this. Um, what would you say that your biggest burden has been during this process? The biggest burden? Mm-hmm. Ugh. That's a good question. Um, let me see. My biggest burden, I would say, would having to lift those mental challenges in my head. <laughs> it yeah. just, you know, reminding myself daily yeah. uh, that I can get through this. There's yeah. a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Things will get better. Things okay. are getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, maintaining that positivity. Yeah. Uh, keeping my mind on things that are praiseworthy, things that are good, things that are positive. Um, I think overcoming that, those, those mental challenges has been the biggest burden. Yes. Um, and I, I, can, I can relate. And it's so crazy or ironic that breast cancer changes so much physically but the main problem or the main issue that we have is really mental. 
we go through so much physical fatigue or like the surgeries and, you know, like you say, the neuropathy in your fingers and, and in your toes. But my biggest battle is mental. Absolutely. How can I challenge, how can I push my, motivate myself to keep this, keep going in this fight? You know, how do I wake up every morning and just keep going? How do I get dressed and put a good face on for my friends and family? You know, how do I, you know, stop crying? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a big, it's the biggest battle. Um, it really is. Um, and, and I just want to say that you're going to get through this. You are, and you're a warrior and you're coming towards and even though you're coming towards the end of everything, like your treatment, I just want to remind the viewers and your family and friends that it's still a battle. You're, she's, you know, Candace is still going to be, I'm still going through it. Candace is still going to be going through breast cancer. Breast cancer doesn't end when chemotherapy ends. Breast right. cancer doesn't end when radiation ends. So she still needs support. She still needs encouragement. We, that's what we need. And anyone else that you need, that you know, that has breast cancer still needs the encouragement to keep going. Absolutely. What advice would you give someone um, that a peer of yours that's going through breast cancer? What kind of advice would you give them that, that would help them through their journey? Oh man, do we have enough time for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of time. Take your time. This is, yeah. This is all about you. So we have plenty of time. <laughs> um, some advice I would give to a peer is to take advantages, take advantage of the resources that are out there. Um, yeah. That includes, um, for me, the resources include whatever the healthcare system offered, whether it was um, therapy or following up with the healthcare advocate along the journey, keeping right. um, up with uh, small group um, sessions with other breast cancer survivors. There's just like so many resources out there yeah. and um, nutritional cooking classes, things like that, uh, meditation, sleep on a one. It's just so many resources oh, wow. yeah. out it's there. Um, so I would definitely suggest that the a peer would take advantage of the resources that are available to them because right. they can become a great help in the long run. Yes, I agree with that. And, and family and friends help you know, your loved one that's going through breast cancer, do some research, you know, because sometimes we may feel a little too tired to surf the web and look for all these things that are available to us. So it's, it's a big help for someone to say, hey, I found all these, e um, these resources for you. Um, you know, here they are. Or let me fill out this application for you to help you out. Um, I, I have a, a, we have actually have a mutual friend, uh, Martina. She sent me an email when she found out that my cancer had returned of all these resources that would help me out during my journey. So that's, that's awesome advice. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Martina is such a sweet person. So. Yeah, she is. She really is. Um, so how was, how was it um, with your family being able to like tell them, tell them that news? How was that moment? telling your friends and family um, that you had breast cancer? It was tough because I didn't want to come off. Here's Candace getting in her own way again. I didn't want to come off as weak, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Although that whole situation was out of my control, I didn't want anyone to feel sorry for me yeah. or anything. 
And I just wanted to just seclude myself around this hard brick wall with just me in there. I didn't want to feel any sympathy or anything, you know? Um, so it was difficult to tell them that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, challenging to tell my parents, uh, both my mother and my father, yeah. uh, because it's like, um, we, we, I've come from a background of growing up in the church, so. Oh, me too. Yeah. that you know you hear of people being healed or people going through this it's like mm-hmm. it was that battle <laughs> of course mm-hmm. like is God hearing me you know right. uh, what's going on um but once I told them it was just Candace you're going to be all right they kept encouraging me they kept um right. kept in touch phenomenally and praying for me yeah um, you know, very steadfast about that uplift and encouragement. So uh, through this process, I'm grateful um, that my support system is yeah. amazing, very amazing, friends and family. So yes. I'm, I'm grateful for that for you, honestly. That's wonderful. Um, is there anything else you want to add um, that could help someone that has, you know, that's, that just got diagnosed with breast cancer? Um or is going through treatment currently like you are? Absolutely, especially going through a pandemic like we are now where there's, you kind of feel even more alone because you can't bring anyone to your appointments. But um, some encouragement that I would give to someone is you don't have to go through this alone. You know, um, whether it's the healthcare professionals who can provide your resources, um, whether it's family and friends. right. uh, be of help and even telling them how they can be of help you know take advantage if they offer you help right uh, just brush it off to the side as if you don't need it take advantage of the help that people are offering to you um because it will greatly help you and take the those anxieties away from you mm-hmm. um and just you know i could keep saying this but thinking on things that are positive for right. you as well um because you're not alone so yeah. okay. thank you so much Candace, I really appreciate you coming on, coming on here and sharing with us your own personal journey. You're just like, I tell you, you're glowing. I know that you struggle like we all struggle, but you are really coming out of this a strong woman. Um, and I want to wish you well wishes um, going through radiation. Radiation, is that going to start soon? Yes, it starts, I believe, in a week or so, two weeks. Okay. I hope that goes well. Make sure that you're getting rest. That means don't work outside of hours. Don't work too much. (laughs) Don't do too much because radiation does take a lot of energy. Um, It's only, it's a short, it's so crazy because radiation is like 15, 10, 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. but it it tires you out. So make sure that you are taking your time um, with that. Are you able, are you driving yourself to your appointments or you have, do you have help with that? I plan to drive myself. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see how that goes <laughs> here we go here we go you might have to talk. here we go miss independent <laughs> if i do feel weak i know my boyfriend was driving me um to my other doctor's appointments but for radiation um if i do feel weak or get bad i'm sure he'll come okay through. Okay. All right. I like to hear that because I was about to say now it's going to, it's going to tire you out. So you're going to need some help. So really? okay. okay. Sure you let someone help you. <laughs>
But again, you are such a joy. I really enjoyed talking with you today. I appreciate you. And I just want to let everyone know, be encouraged, love her will. Take care. Bye-bye.